Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing with Mishnah hey, Perak Hey, Mishnah Gimel, and Mishnah Dalit. And we're going to be reviewing the laws of Tchum. If you recall, the laws of Tchum are a person from their place of residence can only go, assuming there are no houses joining together. So, again, just for, if you learn everything with us, this will make more sense. But from your place of residence, you can only go 2,000 Amas in every direction. That being said, it's not just a limitation on where you can go, but also your animals and utensils are also limited to where to where you can go, they can go. Therefore, animals and utensils have the same tchum as their owner, i.e., wherever you can go, your 2,000 miles circumference, they can go as well. Okay. More than that, they cannot go. So if you, on Yom, if you go to your son or your shepherd, hey, take these out further, and let's assume that your son lives far away, so you have an overlapping tchum, but he can go places you can't go, and you can go places he can't go, still, it goes after the owner, not after who's holding it now. Okay, now what happens if you have an item owned by multiple people? So what do we say? Again, the previous case was, even if you give your items away, if it, so long as you give them away on Yom Tiv, it goes after your tchum. Which means if you you can only go two thousand dollars from your house, it can only go two thousand dollars from your house. Even if though your friend might live a thousand dollars away and he can go on a thousand dollars beyond where you can go, we don't say that. What do you have, Caleb, that belong to you and your friend? In this case, you have a family who jointly inherited a plow or plows. No, it's not Yontif. Jointly inherited some item from their father. Uh, let's say it's a, a big pot. So, and the, the case here is, however, only one brother uses the pot. The rest of them don't know how to cook. So, if you have utensils that are jointly owned, but designated for use by only one of the brothers, goes after his tchum. Meaning to say that since he's normally the one to use it, we go out and follow his tchum. But if there's no, there's no designated brother, as in they all use the pot equally, so then it has to take on the chumras, the stringencies of all the brothers, and it can only go in the place where all five brothers, in this case, can equally go. But if four brothers can go, in, you know, in one place, one brother can't go there because his house was, let's say, a thousand hours before their house, so it can't go where the four brothers, four brothers are. Rather, again, it only goes where all of them can go because it's jointly owned. And that, that, by, that, by that metric, you can assume, so then it's going to follow, it's going to always follow the uh, owners, and it should it always follows where all of them can go. Okay. If I go to you, knock on your door, and I say, hey, can I borrow a kli, uh, a utensil on Erev Yom Tov? So it follows my tchum, because it's in my property, my possession. Even though I'm only borrowing it, it's in my possession prior to Yom Tov commenced. But if I go to you on Yom Tov, I say, can I borrow, a, can I borrow a, a, this challah cover? So it goes after the lender, because it was in his possession when Yom Tov began. Okay, next. The woman borrows from her friend spices, water, salt for her dough. The food can only go where both of them are able to go. Why is that? Since the food of the dough is a mixture of ingredients and belongs to two people, when not to begin, it has restrictions of both these tchumim. Thus, it may be moved only to the place where the tchum overlap. Okay, next. Rehuda says, no, water is excluded for this because water has no substance, and therefore we assume it gets absorbed in the dough as if it's not in the dough. So let's say one gave water and the other ones gave everything else, it goes after everyone else and not the water. I wish you all a wonderful day.